Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. In this episode, we are going to talk about how to speak to many different audiences at the same time. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, which is about being a clear and concise communicator. And I've written a book called Noise, which is managing the distractions and devices and disruptions of your life. And a forthcoming book next year called Quiet Works, Making Silence the Secret Ingredient of the Workday. And this podcast is really centered around helping you become a much more thoughtful communicator, cutting through the clutter for yourself and for others. Last week's episode, we talked about a one-pager, the beauty of a one-pager, that you're doing yourself and others a huge favor by giving that one piece of paper, whether it's a slide or a leave behind or a placemat or a document that encapsulates all this information that, you know, will give a good, nice, neat summary and then lead a person into going deeper. But it's all in that one, one piece of paper. And this week, we're going to talk about a question that I get from a lot of people which is, but how do I take that message and deliver it to a lot of different audiences? Because their needs are different. Their needs are different. And this is important to us because one size doesn't fit all. I've got a message that I have to deliver to my boss and my customers and my employees and my investors. I mean, you have all these different audiences and you have to develop a message. And you're like, I got to keep on changing the message. I'm getting confused. How do I keep on communicating in a consistent way when I keep on talking to different people who know different things and have different expectations. And that's why I'm doing this podcast today. Well, the f- immediate answer is it's not easy, all right? So if it were easy, you would need a podcast and you'd already know how to do it. So in this podcast, there are different people listening to to this, you know. There's one type of person which has been there, done that. So those, you, you who are listening like, oh my gosh, I've, I've, I've gone down this path and I've learned the hard way and I know how to slice and dice different audiences in the same meeting or briefing or presentation. I've, I'm, I'm a been there, done that. And there's another group in this, who's listening to this podcast who's like, um, I have no idea how to do this. Help me. Right. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally there. This is, you're speaking, preaching to the choir here. Like, help me, help me, help me. And, uh, and then you have, um, another audience, which is, you know, listening like, Blame my boss, you know, I hate my boss, you know, I'll call you like negative Nellies, where it's like, my boss does this all the time and I'm tuning out because I'm in these meetings and if that does relate to me and you've got three different audiences just in this podcast, listening to this topic about speaking to different audiences in different ways, but many different audiences in the same message. So what I'm going to talk to you about today is, um, it's not easy, but it's possible and I'm going to go back to my background in marketing. So as some of you may know, I've spent many years as a marketer. So I, I worked in, in a big agency. I started a marketing agency, a boutique marketing agency called Sheffield Company, which evolved into the Brief Lab and the Quiet Workplace. And, and my business for a long, long time was in messaging and branding. So I would really help organizations help figure out what to say at a critical moment. So I, I did that for many years many, many years. And it was fun. And it's still, I still do a little bit of it today, but right now I teach people how to do this versus actually doing the messaging for them. But I still have relationships and connections. So people ask me, I do favors for people. And I, I do some consulting work where organizations like, we got a messaging problem. Can you help us? And I'm like, sure. 
and we'll all do a workshop with him and I'll, and I'll, and I'll help them do that. And inevitably what happens inevitably is they're like, all right, that's a great message, but we have four different audiences that we have to take that message to. And how do we, you know, speak to different audiences at the same time? What if they're all at the same place at the same time? And with one person, you know, I have to keep it very high level, but the other person is like, they want to go into the weeds and people have different needs. You know, somebody, somebody wants to know the details and somebody wants the big picture and somebody doesn't even care. But how do you talk to all these different people at the same, at the same time? And, and, and it's, it's what's, what got me thinking about this was, um, a recent engagement with a client down in North Carolina, where I was working with an elite senior leaders that were working on a recruiting assignment in a very elite, um, highly specialized unit. So they're very specific requirement and they needed to recruit people into this requirement. So that this is, uh, you know, broadly braced, it would be like, you know, general recruiting, but it was, it was highly specialized. So while we were teaching them and developing messaging and, and getting their senior leaders to sort of understand the message and the simplicity and the clarity of the message, the immediate pushback was like, well, but we talked to all these different people and this message isn't going to work. It's, it's not a one size fits all. And, and I got, I'm like, I got it. I understand. So what, what I was doing a lot of was pulling from my experience in marketing to help them understand how to do what I'm talking to you about today is, is how to take that message that you've developed that ha that makes sense. That's got a point that's got a structure. It's got an impact and not have it be lost on people while you're sharing it. So, so the first thing I shared with him was like, all right, um, go, go into marketing a little bit and look at what good marketers do is they do something called segmentation, which is taking the market and breaking into different, we call them like behavioral buckets or pockets of people. So you, you, uh, I actually did this for you just a few moments ago. I, I put you into different categories. I'm like, all right, you got the, the, uh, the blame my boss negative Nellies, which is like, I'm listening to this podcast thinking this is what my boss does. I'm just listening as, in a critical way. That's a segment. That's a, that's a segment to a person who's critical, who's listening to this podcast going, I don't have any of these issues that Joe's talking about. It's my boss. And then you have another one, which is, oh my gosh, this is absolutely me. I'm in need. I'm the, I'm, 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 I'm I'm no idea. Help me category. And then you have the been there, done that. Like, yeah, I figured this thing out and I'm just, I don't even, you know, I've already know this. So the know it all, but what marketers do is they name the segment. So you know, we've heard the term soccer moms or whatever there, what marketers will do is they go, well, that segment has a very specific characteristic behavior and in this course that I was teaching about, I asked a bunch of questions about the about their audiences. When you're because they're recruiting, when you're recruiting people, you know, I without getting into the, the gory details of this particular assignment, um, they would go into rooms that would have maybe ten people on a military base and a hundred people. There was they would bring people into a room and they would give a recruiting brief. It'd be like a sales presentation, but try to get people to join. And then I started asking about the people in the room. Now you can segment a lot of different ways. You can segment by age, you can segment by knowledge, you can segment by interest. I and mean, there's a lot of different ways of categorizing people. But with regard to this particular assignment, the issue was, okay, who is going to be submitting a packet 
and who isn't, and, and I asked a bunch of questions. And what we ended up agreeing on was that there are basically three segments in a room at any given time. There are the, and we, I just, because I'm a creative person, I just gave them names. I'm like, all right, so one segment is called your up and comers. They're not recruits now, but they will be in three to four years, whatever the number was. And then the next segment are people that are like, we'll, we'll call them mature technicians. Right, so these people that have been around, they're right in the place that you want to talk to them right now. And then the third group is we're going to call them like end of the road or twilighters. I think of the term we use, twilighters. People that are like at the end of their career. Now, that same brief or presentation, each one of those segments has a reason to listen to that. But if you don't tell them before you start, they think that you're not speaking to them. What do I mean? We've, we've got to give each one of those segments a reason to listen. Okay. So in the case of this podcast, it's like, all right, so I'm giving you each one. Okay. So one is a been there, done that, but maybe you can help somebody who hasn't. The second segment is, oh my gosh, this is me. Help me. And the other one is negative Nelly. It's your boss. Well, maybe it is your boss and you can help your boss. If you're different categories of person, you all now have a reason, different reason to listen to the same message. Okay. So tuning out often happens when you're in a meeting, in a staff meeting, and there's different types of people in the meeting and you're speaking to all of them, but you don't address the fact that there's some people that might tune out. Well, why would they tune out? Should they listen? Why should they listen? But you haven't told them. Okay. So what I'm going to talk about right now are kind of, ca I'm going to give you some examples of how to like think of like segments in this way. So imagine um, I'm giving a sales presentation, all right? And I'm selling software, just making this up, right? I might say, okay, in this presentation for the next 30 minutes, we're going to talk about my software. And we're going to talk about what the software is and why it was created and how it works and the benefits it has. But generally speaking, in a presentation like this, without asking you to raise your hand, I would often have like the users of the software. I would have the buyers of the software and I might have the deniers of the software. <laughs> what do I mean? Well, by the users of the software, this is going to be people that are actually day-to-day -day have their hands on it. So they're going to be, they're going to be driving around all the time. The, the buyer or the buyers are the people who are going to make the decision, yes. And the deniers are the people who are going to say, don't buy the software, or if we do, I'm going to tell people not to use it. So in each one of these audiences, I'm going to give you a reason to listen. Well, if you're a user, um, the, here the, here's how it's going to help you in the day-to-day -day life. If you're the buyer, this is how it's going to help the organization that you work for. And if you're the denier, here might be some reasons why you would be a naysayer or a detractor, and maybe some reasons to reconsider. Now, if I did that, and that were in fact a fairly accurate categorization or segmentation of the audience, I've given those three different people reasons to listen, which is often missing when people talk. You could do the same thing in like we talked about the um, up and comers and mature, you know mature tech. Those that's a, that's another way of segmenting. Um, you know, maybe in a staff meeting you're doing this, and it's like, hey, my categories. I'm going to talk for the next 10, 15 minutes. I'm really going to be speaking to you. You might be in one of three places. You might be like, it doesn't affect me. It does. Um, it's my meeting. You know, So tell them who they are in the meeting is the point of the segment. Make sense? The key here, though, is give them, give them a disclaimer up front, not at the end. So if you know who they are, don't ask. Just say, generally speaking, here are the categories. And those people will self-identify into one of those categories that you give them. And if any of the categories are wrong, learn 
assess and revise along the way. Okay. When you're thinking about messaging and here's the, here's now that you know the segment and you've given a disclaimer, which you've also enabled is you to go in our parlance at the brief time, we talk about level one, level two, and level three detail. If you're going into level three detail or deeper detail, you can have a disclaimer saying, I'm going to go into deeper detail for the users now. The buyer goes, okay, I know that you're going deep, but that's not for me. It's for the user. And they stay in the conversation without disconnecting from it because you've already given that disclaimer. If you start talking about pricing or um, financing models, okay, for the next few minutes, we're going to talk about pricing. Now, this really affects the buyer and maybe a little bit of the denier. The users, you don't need to care, but you do need to care because you know that your boss and your organization is spending a lot of money on this tool. They want you to use it. So I can go deeper, but the, I'm always trying to keep it so that no audience is peeling out, checking out, tuning out. You, you don't want to do that, right? And it, by, but by having that segmentation, I can start getting into facets or aspects or key points in the message that relate to different audiences without dis, like disengaging and disenfranchising somebody else who's listening to it, which is absolutely critical in something that a lot of people miss you know, without even thinking about it. I think my final thing in this, and I've, I mentioned this frequently in the podcast now, is thinking about quiet to do this work. This is not going to be something that in an instant is just going to hit you and you're going to be like, oh, I can slice and dice this message two ways, three ways, four ways with different audiences. No, no. It's going to take some thoughtful consideration about who are the different categories of people that I'm talking to, what are their interests, what are their levels of knowledge, what are my desired outcomes with them, how do I hope to affect or change or move them. You have to think about those people in different ways in the same way that marketers do. You know, I'm not, I don't speak to everybody like a buyer. I don't speak to everybody like an influencer. I don't speak to everybody like a detractor. I speak to people in different ways, but the message is easily adapted because I've thought about them and I thought about how to change or adjust the message without throwing it out the window. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater is, is one way of thinking about it. Okay. So that's it. That's, that is how to communicate to different audiences at the same time. So whoever you are or have been during this podcast, this message was for you. Just saying.